And ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I am Brian Rampa. You can find me at Twitter at Brian Rampa. We are here today, as always, with Steve. Steve, what is going on tonight? Um, not much, but enough about me. How's the new roommate? <laughs> uh, the baby's good. Mom's healthy. Everybody's happy and healthy and ready to good. go. What's the name of our show? The name of our show is the BS Wrestling Report, and that is always brought to you by Jesse Lambert at Archangel Studios. Um, so go over there to Arch at Archangel Studios and check them out. I believe that was his Twitter. If not, we'll fix yeah, that we, later. We, we have that edit button. The edit button. <laughs> or we can just figure out what it is and say no, it right later. At Archangel Photo. There All we right. go. All right. So as we go on here tonight, we are going to discuss, as always, Raw. We are going to talk about Superstar of the Week, Internet Rumors, Top Ten. We're going to discuss WrestleMania. Basically, we are two guys looking to talk about wrestling for just about an hour. Strap in, hold on tight, and let's get yeah, started. Before we do, Brian, I got to say something. We got we got some guests What's that? lined up. We do have a few guests lined um, up tomorrow. I'm going to have a sit down with Fred Ottman, the Shockmaster, Tugboat Typhoon, Uncle Fred. Whatever you want to call him. I've talked to him on the phone a few times. Hell of a nice guy. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. That should be a fun interview. I will not be available for that interview, so I hope everything I'm goes well. And we'll post that up later this week, maybe I'm by the weekend. For you. Um, next week, Tuesday, um, the social media ambassador of WrestleZone.com, um, Matt Beaver. You can find him at uh, Eddie Michaels Jr., he will be on the show with us to discuss Mania, touch on Raw, and just to banter back and forth with us two idiots. Yes, so now it'll be three guys talking yes, about wrestling. Three dudes talking about dudes rolling around in the ring. Yes. Yes, and exactly. The following week, um, good old uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake called me today. It looks like uh, we're going to shoot to get him uh, two weeks from Tuesday. So tax day, April 15th. We should get IRS for that day. Um, <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> um, but uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake on April 15th, which... That should be a good, a good nice little chat there with yeah, Brutai. Yeah, it's all the memories, you know, the pineapple so we're doing Jenny trying to escape through the window at the barber shop. Jenny <laughs> <laughs> tried to escape. Do you see that? Jenny tried to escape. <laughs> Bobby the Brain, man. You see the brain's got, like, mouth cancer, and he um, his cheeks are almost, like, sucked in permanently. Yeah. He looked... Looks yeah. pretty bad. But he's still I mean, kicking in there in West Palm Beach, Florida, the home of Vanilla Ice. So, yeah, uh, he wrote a book. I'd like to read that book. As before, we get to we're just going to get off topic here for a minute. But Bobby the Brain wrote a book, and I think I'd like to read for it. Rich people. Reads for rich people. Hashtag white people problems. <laughs> C. So, all right. Well, um, we're going to go on Raw now. And Steve, what do you think of Raw? Man. I wish they'd buy me dinner before they fucked me with a show like that. <laughs> now, that was a pretty bad show for what they would call maybe their coming home show before WrestleMania. A pile of shit. All right, here's the here's things I took out of it. Don't go swimming with The Undertaker. Bray Wyatt is <laughs> legit, and Daniel Bryan is winning the title at Mania. Other than that, <sighs> snooze fest. The other things that I took from is that Triple H buried a lot of the quote-unquote superstars, including guys like Fandango and a lot of former superstars that are not under contract anymore that, uh, you know, used to be, and maybe they don't ever want to be again after a vignette um, like that. Let's see, Triple H buried the uh, returning um, Monday, uh, Rob Van Dam buried him. Uh, Bill Goldberg said Triple H's promo was par for the course. <laughs> I thought that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. He buried who, uh, the big bad 
Jericho, who's pro- um, arguably the best talker ever in wrestling history. Uh, also, we think he buried the big bad booty daddy himself. Big Papa Pumps, your hookup. Holly, as you hear me? Opposite ends of the stick right there when you're talking about um, talkers in the business. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle. He did, he did bury the, the angle. Kurt, sir. Um, also, um, I noticed on Piper's Pit they hyped up the arm bar. <laughs> the arm bar. The Andre Rusimov. How did Andre you say it? Rusimov Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> Andre, yeah, uh, yeah, armbar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the armbar. Think about it for a minute, because I guess I, I had it written down, but if I say if I read it, that means I'm rich, which I'm not. There you go. So um, overall, the show was very lackluster. Um, the only guy you got this, you didn't get to see any of the guys in these main events for more than ten minutes, if that. Uh, let's see, we saw. In the last two weeks, we saw Daniel Bryan once. That was for about four or five minutes. Um, when he's beating up while he's handcuffed. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We saw Batista. Oh, speaking of Batista, did you watch the WrestleMania press conference? I did Holy not get a chance shit, to see it. Batista was on point. He was the highlight of the night. Oh, really? yeah, dude. If you get a chance, go on the WWE Network. Well, just give me a rundown while we're sitting um, here. Let's see. He got on. The, he came out, and they had this pre-written script. He said, well, basically, this script sucks. Whoever wrote it should be fired, so I'm going to ad-lib it here. The, then he said really? to the side, Boo-Tista, Boo-Tista. Yeah, Boo-Batista. Then he goes, I got one pair of skinny jeans, so I'm going to wear them to piss you off. Then he steps to the side again, Screw you and your skinny jeans. He's basically mocking himself. It was pr- it was pretty funny. He did a really good. Yeah, nice. It good. It's good. Uh, you know, it's a good 45-minute watch. The most I took out of that, it was a giant commercial for the WWE Network, except for Batista. He was on point. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just out there, you know. They're hustling this new, their new they hustle. They need to. <laughs> they can put it on Facebook once and done. Yeah, but, you know, they're corporate, so they got to make shareholders happy. I was a shareholder once. <laughs> That's what you said. You bought a piece of their share. You buy, like, one share or something. I a thousand at one time. Thousand dollars? Thousand shares. Jeez, how much was that going for? Yeah. Really? I oh, there you go. don't have it anymore. Did you make any money when uh, you sold it? A quarter, quarter a share, and I don't have any of that money either. <laughs> you took a big wet bite out of my ass. <laughs> All right, so back to Raw. We'll get back focused yeah, here Raw. for a moment. Raw, that's how good it was and how well we are not focused on it. Um you know, even if you want to come down to the guys of uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena, what we saw Bray Wyatt come out and squash uh, Cool Runnings <laughs> no, for about squash K Quick. <laughs> K Quick, sorry. Does that make me uh, racist? No, you see. Well, that you confused him with Kofi. You got the two, the two <laughs> black dudes. <laughs> my 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 apologies. No, we're not we're not PG. Yeah, so they they put them against our truth there, and he came out and yeah. you know. Uh, that was over. The only thing you had to see was Cena sneak in the ring dressed in floods and a lamb mask. He was going to go paint a house. He wanted to protect his face. <laughs> so he decided yeah, if you ever go to paint a house wearing that, I, that's really weird. I I have enjoyed the build-up to this uh, Bray Wyatt match, though. Uh, Bray Wyatt-John Cena with uh, 
leading up to WrestleMania, they've never got a chance to actually get a hold of each other. I mean, all right, so that was Raw's go-home show. This is our go-home show, and it's going to be ten times fucking better than that pile of shit they tried to shove down our fucking throats Monday night. <laughs> Who the f- Easy, easy, who Igor. Who the hell did the writing for that show? Batista said the person who wrote a script should be fired. No, the person who wrote that damn show should be fired. It was absolute crap. Was I watching Nitro featuring Triple H? <laughs> it was. It was. It was just bad all around. They just they didn't give you anything to bite into to really hold on and take with you to WrestleMania to hold on to and bring with you you know your emotions into a match. Um, just nothing. Nothing all around. Um, but like I was saying, the only good things that have been coming is this Bray Wyatt, John yep. Cena teasing each other and getting interfered with each other's matches but never getting yep. a hold of each other. That's really making you want to see yes, that match. I think that match will tear the roof off the Superdome. That, ooh, yeah. Dude, that thing, that thing's gonna, I, I'd like to see it go at least 20, 25 minutes. The thing compared to that is this Daniel Bryan-Triple H match that we got going on. Now, what you're getting with that is those two getting to beat the hell out of each other every Monday night for the last, what, two, three weeks for 10, 15 minutes. And so, I know, but by the time you get to see the match, you're not going to care anymore. You're uninvested. It's kind of like the Undertaker match. I I don't care because we know who's going to win. Now, I'd like to think that I have a keen sense to the sport. Yes, sport of professional wrestling. Oh, I said wrestling. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I honestly think that Vince Vince is a smart dude, and he knows he's going to cash in. His, he's going to go all in with Daniel Bryan come WrestleMania and give that kid his moment, and he's going to sell a lot of T-shirts come Monday morning. Yeah, there'll probably be a brand new one that'll debut yeah, the Monday. Champ has a beard or something. The ch- <laughs> if that if they have a shirt that says that, I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to give you something, an award. The the. I'll buy that shirt for you if that's what it says. Speaking of buying, the WWE's having a pay-per-view here in July. Good old yeah. battleground. We're just missing money in the bank, but I'm going to go. And I'm probably going to wear a Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316 shirt. There you go. A classic shirt. Look for, look for that in the crowd, people. You may get to see and Steve. <laughs> at DSW Report. I might like there you go. You can follow us. Follow us on yeah, Twitter. I there, actually, make like a, a you know, take two poster boards, almost make like a you know those human billboards that stand outside those crackheads who can't get jobs, like those sandwich boards. Make one and wear one, and on both sides say the name, Twitter name of the show. What is the Twitter name again? You're right at BSW yeah, Report. I'm trying to get it out there. It's a shameless plug. Oh, just yeah. a cheap plug. A little Mick Foley right action there. In Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, just. Uh, I don't know. Raw was whack. They buried several wrestlers in that thing with Triple H like we were going over. Um, I don't know. Whatever. It was what it was. I don't even know if I want to talk anymore about I'll it Raw this week. Need to bury. Who's that? Burying Rob, Kurt, Scott, Goldberg. What? Mankind. Mankind. Go ahead and bury Ryback. While you're at it, take the fucking Matadors. That gimmick sucked even when Tito Santana brought it in. <laughs> so it ain't, it ain't. It sucked in the 90s. It, it sucks now. Now, even though you got a hornswoggle dressed up like a retarded bull. Is I that hornswoggle? Sure. Um, <laughs> they need to, all right. The Divas Division. A flying ass to the face want to match. You wonder why nobody takes the damn Divas Division seriously. I mean. And the fact that they gave two matches to the Divas Division on Raw was is insane the to me. Twins were not in the ring on either one. 
Yeah, and that's a damn and shame there. Was, uh, oh, the Bella Twins were looking smoking hot on the uh, WrestleMania press conference. So uh, what I'm going to do right now is um, I want to talk to you a little bit about some WrestleMania predictions. All right. All right. So on the pre-show, we got this eight-man tag match. Well, I mentioned two of the teams who are not going to win, the Rybaxel and the fighting Tito Santana's. <laughs> the real Americans and the Usos. Who you got? I, I just want to just the Usos are the only team that's worth half a damn in there. Um, good job burying us. Uh, I'm gonna go with the real Americans. So see, I'm looking at them. I look at the tag team division, and I'm looking at them as a tag team. The real Americans are a future. You know, this Cesaro is the future of that, and he's going to be the next. You know. U.S. title, IC title, and working his way up the ladder um, into some main event status. But I don't look at him as a tag team. That's why I buried him in the tag I team division. I like see the Real Americans versus Hulk Hogan. Winner gets the theme song. <laughs> uh, there's a match right there. Well, you could put a Real American cassette on a pole exactly. match. <laughs> While you're at it, throw a new hip up there for Hogan. Um, so that brings us, let's see, let's go with the Divas Divas Championship Invitational, the, the Cougar Divas Championship Invitational. I'm going with one of the Bella Broads. Oh, sure. I'll uh, disagree with you. I don't even know who else uh, is in all it. All of them, I think. I, I couldn't name any another one. Natalia, maybe. Oh, I don't she know. She about 20 minutes from me. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I could care less about the Divas Division. Unless it's the Bella Broads. Let's just be very, yeah. very clear about that. All right. Um, the Shield <laughs> versus Kane and the Outlaws. I got the Shield. I've, I'm just a mark for the outlaws. Uh, I've loved them since I was like 12, and they were <laughs> running around putting uh, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk in dumpsters and throwing them off stages. Oh, you, so you love them? You should. Marry. I love them. Um, you should. I should. I think that it, I th- actually, I think your statement can legally marry a dude in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, dude, I remember that when they. Sho- uh, shoved good old chainsaw Charlie and Cactus off. Oh, Cactus, are you okay, Cactus? Um, <laughs> I got the shield. I Roman. I mean, if you were talking about the future of wrestling, if we're talking about what is going to be the next thing and is the thing, yes, Shield is it. I can't deny you of that. But I like. I think the match will be fun. I think it'll be entertaining on both ends. I am sick of Kane's Dockers and Loafers outfit that he's wrestling in lately. I don't understand this whole corporate thing because. If he was going to be corporate, I would find him to be more aligned and come out with Triple H and Stephanie and have it be like this kind of corporate clique that works together, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, yeah, yeah, like the corporation, but it is just, they come out as the, whatever they call themselves, I forget off the top of my head, Triple H and Stephanie. No, what's that little gimmick they give themselves, the powers that be or the... The authority, and then you get Kane that just stands backstage and makes matches, and occasionally comes out and chokes Sam somebody. Yeah, so if if Kane's like that, that jerk off who makes matches, what the fuck is Brad Maddox hanging around for? I don't know what they pay this kid for. I mean, I get why he hangs around to catch a paycheck for <laughs> yeah, doing, doing nothing. So, yeah, that's a weird situation. He's a failed wrestler who is a failed referee who's a failed. <laughs> I'm predicting right now that when Roman Reigns spears one of the outlaws, they will need emergency surgery to remove a kidney. But yeah, again, I'm with you on the future of wrestling. Sure, am I in the Shields boat? Yes, I'm in. I'm in with the, all in with the Shield. But I think just as a, a throwback to the days that were, I love watching the New Age Outlaws. I more or less love listening yeah. to them on the mic before oh, their match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Billy only said six things. Yeah, but hearing that that music hit and oh, you didn't know. Yeah, I, I I think we ripped off their entrance one time for one of our shows. It, it may was have one happened. Of our more popular shows. It was uh, one third of our shows. Um, so that brings us to the arm bar. <laughs> the arm bar, the Andre Battle I Royal. Got, I got uh, Dolphy. Dolph. Um, God, I was just thinking about this earlier, and I misplaced my notes here in front of me. Who was uh, run down some of the guys okay. that are in it again? Um, I'll tell you who's not in it. Orton, Batista, okay. Triple H, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Undertaker, <laughs> Lesnar. I think <laughs> – gee, thanks. I think I'm going to go with The Miz, though. Dude, The Miz as a heel is money. Did you see who his wife is? Yeah, he married uh, – what's her name? One of those Maurice. divas. Uh, Maurice, yeah, yes. Officially ends my chance. <laughs> with The Miz? <laughs> Well played, good sir. Give yourself a Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a Horowitz is, look up Barry Horowitz on YouTube. It's when he gives himself his own pat yes, on the back. The Horowitz. That is the did Horowitz. Oh, I did. God. The executive vice president of podcast relations would not be happy if you didn't. Um, <laughs> you're going with the Miz. Yeah, they're really hyping up um, Big Slow to win it all. And uh, Yeah, that's just because they... Used to pretend that he was his son back in WCW, and they kind of still give him that homage of being the next giant and kind of being that big guy. I mean, because that's what Andre was known for was winning battle yeah, royals. He's not the next giant. He's pretty much the only one, and I don't count the great well, colleague because that guy fucking can't even bend his knees. No. Well, there's the giant Gonzalez. Oh yeah, with his uh, hair suit, muscle hair suit. Yeah, that was he. he what he faced Taker at WrestleMania nine. Nine, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. That, what's that bring us to? Uh, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Next. Yeah, I mean, that's just a taker. Are you tapping on to something? Me? No. Oh. Yeah, I was sending a text message. Somebody's to a, 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 a listener was sending me a message. I had to tell them to shut their fucking mouths. I'm busy. <laughs> okay, so Undertaker, Lesnar. It is what it is. Uh, I don't... Th- you know, if they're trying to make this thing respectable, don't give it to Brock Lesnar. Uh, let, you know, take or bury one more, and then maybe they can give it to a guy that well deserves it, might, you know, you next year. a little bit about it on the Internet Rumor of the Week. I'll say I was Last year I was talking with the, um, how do you say it, the, what was it, uh, Vice President of the Podcast Relations. Vice President of Podcast Relations. Get it right. He can fire you. Um, I was I was watching WrestleMania at his house last year, and we were discussing saying that the next guy in line that needs to get this needs to be the next guy in line that can run with this and go undefeated at WrestleManias from here past. It doesn't have to be from day one. They could have lost at WrestleManias before, but it has to be the next one to start to carry this tradition and pick up the flag, and that they're going to use this, so... You know, like last year we thought Punk was the guy and deserved to run with it in his battle, but, you know, they obviously didn't hand it to him and um, Punk took his ball and went home. Man. Um, and he got engaged to AJ. Um, I'll say this. He did. The The streak has ruined The Undertaker for me. Why would I want to invest time and emotion in a match where I already know the outcome? Thank you. Next. I know, like last year though, I was a little bit invested, thinking that it could possibly end. 
Like, it was just so well done last year. The story was so well told. But, you know, you had great guys involved that could tell the story. The only thing that's holding this slightly together Paul for me is Hayman. Paul Heyman still being involved. I mean, I, I like I like, uh, I like Brock Lesnar. Um, I think he's... I think Brock Lesnar is an impressive in the ring as a as a performer, as a as a you know as a sports entertainer. He sucks. He can't talk. He's miserable at it's talking. Just his voice but if you sound like a little bitch, if you get him in the ring though, and he's taken you know guys like Mark Henry or the Big Show and giving them F fives and you know manhandling him in the ring, that's impressive to watch. But as an entertainer though. You got nothing. No, you're right. You're right. Speaking of nothing, Triple H or Daniel Bryan, who you got? You know, I mean, you, you just want to go Daniel Bryan so he's involved in the three-way match. I know you have your predictions anyways that if Triple H wins, that it'll be turned into a fatal four-way match style of wrestling uh, for the championship. I think they're kind of killing the – either way, I think it's killed the main event for me this year. Um, I think it should be the match that has been hyped up for like you know what I'm saying, like. But the match that was hyped up had no hype. <laughs> the hype around that match was people weren't gonna watch or the quote unquote. If this happens, we riot. Yeah, no, nobody's nobody's gonna riot because they're all too, they don't want to go to jail. Those fucking retards. Yeah. So I just you know so that's you know you want to say Daniel Bryan is always involved in the in the in the in the last match in the main event but I think no matter what he has to be involved whether it's he wins or if he gets put over into a fatal four way as you predicted yes, before. I think it'll be a fatal four way, and I think Daniel Bryan will win the world. Oh, I'm sorry, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. They really need to get one fucking belt. They really do. Really. 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 really? Even the really? dozens. And dozens. agree. They need one belt. Now, this brings me to my main event for WrestleMania. John Cena. What's that? Bray Wyatt. Yes. I've got Bray Wyatt all the way. You brought up character development and whatnot. If Cena, and I don't think it's his call to win or, win or, you know, to win or take the job, you I know, think Wyatt has to go over. I'm I'm with you that why it has to go over and I think they're they're smart. Um, Cena, what are you doing? You're fiddling with your microphone again. You think <laughs> they're microphones? They pick up noise. Um, I think that uh, John Cena's, you know, he has to job to this one and uh, he has to put him over. He has to put him over so they can get this. They have to have a next breed, the new breed coming up, and they don't have that yet at the moment. They're having, again, I discussed with the podcast vice president of VOD podcast relations. Vice president of podcast relations. Yes. I was talking with him when he came to visit me and my family at the hospital, and he was. we were talking about wrestling, and uh, it just... He was made very valid points that they're having identity crisis on Raw. Uh, the whole brand itself is having an identity crisis down to, you know, who's it's coming down to the superstars or the wrestlers, if you will, and who's in charge, who's the next guy, who's what. You know, you've got Scooby Doo coming out for one segment, and then you've got um, Triple H coming out there saying that he's going to, you know, whoop Daniel Bryan's ass and. He's going to bury this company screaming and yelling and kind of bringing some attitude back to wrestling. So they got to figure out where they're at. 
Um, and I think, you know, defining who the next guys in line are, that doesn't mean that Bray Wyatt needs the title. No, 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 no. That doesn't He's mean that. That doesn't. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. So I don't want people to think that. I'm just saying he needs to be the next guy in line for it, uh, though. Let's see: Cena, Taker, um, Michaels, Hunter. They all. They don't need the belt. They don't need. Why? No. Why is why Bray Wyatt's more over than the belt is right now? And the thing is, with wrestling these days, um, with the internet and all this stuff going on with, you know, your Facebooks and Twitters and, you know, swigs of water for the working man, that you don't need, you don't need a title anymore to get over. Look how much Zack Ryder got over. The dude made his own title and got it over, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a title that didn't exist, and like, all of a sudden he was the internet champion, like, these things don't happen, and I think that WWE really dropped the ball on him. Um, with what he had going on on social media. I think this was before they saw the potential of they, it. They, they, um, they, they brought him up, what, 2011, he was the most over guy in the business, and they gave him the U.S. title and then buried him. I think they should have made a show around him. They should have made a YouTube wrestling show around Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder went on um, to say that uh, WWE taking over his YouTube show kind of ruined it for him. Yeah, it was. It needed to be. It wasn't. WWE takes away from the the raw and realness yes, yep. of what you know and what I it's supposed to, to be. It. It, was, it was funny and entertaining. I'd watch it weekly. You know, I'd um, the day it would come out. You know, I'd watch it. And you know, once they took it over, even I noticed it. Just it seemed like he just. Well, I'm Zack Ryder, and I'm here again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't the the. He wasn't as you know focused on it. Exactly. So. Um, you're, I'm assuming you're picking Bray Wyatt. Yes. Wyatt, Wyatt has to do it. That, like I said before, that match will tear the roof off the joint. Now, something yes. that could potentially tear the roof off the joint. Do you think that WrestleMania will broadcast on the network without any issues at all? I would hope so. Yeah, that's uh, pretty massive. If it doesn't. That's a big, big issue if it doesn't. Yeah, I mean that's got to be that's got to be one of the things that has to go on that has to work. Yeah, I don't care if you strip everything else off the servers and just have WrestleMania broadcast. Yeah, it's it's got to it's got to go over other others. It's a fail. It's a fail. Like that's what the business that's what they're that's what they're banking on. That's what's going to sell this WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, and also they, that's why they've been. Um, um, broadcasting NXT and main event in the Raw pre-show live on the network to try to kind of um, prepare themselves for work the ex- bugs out exactly work out the kinks for the um, the, the 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 big show uh, WrestleMania. Now, um, sticking with the network, I got another question I want to propose to you. How do What's you that? feel about the network now that it's been live for about a month now? How do yeah, I feel yeah, about it? Thoughts, opinions, what could they add? What don't you like? What do you like? Frustrations? Don't say the price because I pay for it. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that they do very well with it. I like the fact that there's live, not necessarily live, but um, 
streaming stuff as soon as you turn it on like you're literally turning on a channel yeah. so there's just something there's something playing and I just find myself just flipping it on and then going yeah I'll just stare at this for a moment instead of having to think about what yeah, I want to watch something to grab you know humans are easily distracted so something to easily distract you you know from your whatever you do doing the dishes bills jerking it doesn't matter yeah um, I, I, I really like it I wish I'm sure you would agree I wish they had the Monday Night Wars I wish the Monday Night Wars, and I think that Legends House sounds pretty Legends interesting. House sounds interesting, and um, you you pointed me in the direction of Legends of Wrestling, like the the patriotism one I watched. It was really interesting. All the stuff about slaughter, um, yeah, you know, and going you know when Vince it was Vince's idea to turn him pro Iraqi, which I can't believe the dude went along with it. Um, he knew it was going to yeah, make money. To this day, he's still cashing them checks. So. Um, as as overall, I think it's very good. I think there's a few things. I think there's they could add. Obviously, they got to add a lot more stuff. Um, you know, some of the raw, more raws, more nitros, and I would like to see some more ECW TV from after they became Extreme Championship Wrestling after Shane trashed the NWA belt. Um, there's a lot of ECW on there now, but it's just that Eastern Championship Wrestling stuff, which was still good. It just wasn't you know what it turned into be what it evolved into be. It had a huge cult following what it evolved into. That'd be awesome to have some of the ECW TV stuff because that that shit was that shit was fucking dynamite. Yeah, that was just good. That was just good wrestling. Like most of it was wrestling. Like you didn't even have to know some of the storylines. You just knew these guys were gonna beat the hell out of each other and put on a good match from the opening card to the end of the card. Like they put together a match. They put together. They put it together. It's like a whole. They put together a wrestling if you had card. To pick one ECW moment that you wanted on the network. What would it be? ECW yeah. moment. Keep in mind, I already have my answer. I mean, there was you know the infamous when uh, when they, when they crucified Damn the Sandman. Yeah, I believe it was. Right there, yeah, I want. That was a good. That was a that was a hot moment. Or like, I don't know, just uh, some of those dives of New Jacks oh, off those. Cool. You know, <laughs> that's one scary Negro. Wow. Did, did you did you ever watch some of the shoot interviews with him on uh, YouTube? I'm going to start. They, there's a funny one where he goes. Uh, they they asked him about taking the dives, and they they came to him and Paulie came to him and said, "I want you to jump off of this, you know, through the table onto here." And they said, "He goes oh, okay," and they, they and he just did it and it got over real big. And they said, uh, "All right, we want you to do that again this week." And he goes, "Nah, you know, I know you gave me extra money last week, but you know, it's that's too much." And they go, "Well, if you do it here, we'll give you this much." And every week they had to give him more money, so he would go higher and higher and higher with the with the jumps. Every jump equaled more money in his pocket at the end of the match. Yeah, um, dude, that guy was one crazy guy. The Dudleys. The Dudleys and the table stuff that they were coming up with and doing, like, oh, that was even, insane. Um, some of RVD's matches were, uh... Even when you go back to, like, um, just watching Mysterio come oh, through wow, there, yeah, Chris, ben- Chris Benoit, Jericho, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, you see these guys come through the system, come up through ECW, you know, some of them weren't there very long, but they put on some clinics in their yeah, ring. They were really, really fun to watch, even uh, RVD versus um, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn was the man. Like that was a guy that never got over in wrestling. He was like one of those wrestlers, wrestlers that all the wrestlers loved, but the fans never yeah. got into. Like ECW fans got into him or whatever, but like he would have never gotten over in WWE. Jerry Lynn would put on a fucking clinic. Yeah, those guys did some crazy things. Remember that one? Jerry Lynn took a header off the yeah. floor 
and he was just a lump of goo for like the match, and <laughs> they're just dragging him <laughs> in and out of the ring, kind of still putting it on somehow like he was really a puppet. A corpse. Now, um, sticking with the network, did you see the uh, countdown? Yeah, the uh, top ten blunders yeah, of the wrestling. Yeah, was a fucking blunder. So we went ahead for you for the dozens and dozens that we had. We went ahead and um, made a countdown of our own. Um, but before I start, I just want to say I have renamed the top ten um, countdown. You renamed, renamed it? it. What did you rename what it? Are the top ten worst fucking ideas we've ever had. <laughs> that was uh, the top ten blunders, yes. Because yes. when I think of a blunder, I think of something that uh, that was an accident. Like, the Shockmaster, like, that was an accident. Like, you know, uh, Ole Anderson put a new board up through the set, and that's what tripped him. Oh, poor Fred. And I'm going to talk to him about that tomorrow. You know, so, like, it wasn't his fault, and it just was what it was. And they, they just, whatever, it happened. But, like... You know, a blunder of Big Papa Pump on the microphone, putting Scott Steiner on no, the mic. That's, that's, that's an act of idiot. It's an act of uh, being an idiot. Yeah, that's just he's just he's Scott Steiner. He's just not great and on that, the mic. That's okay. Not everybody's got it, Brock Lesnar. That's why he has Heyman. Yeah. But I don't call I don't call Brock Lesnar a blunder. Like the the whole blunder countdown was kind of random for me. Like the um the what was it the. Dog, dog eat dog, or what was that pay per view? The in your house, oh dog. God, I don't. Oh. You remember yeah, what I'm talking about? In your house. Where the where the power yeah. went out. The power in went out. That was a blunder. That was an accident. In your house, let's steal your money. Um, that's what I'm. <laughs> um, come on, you didn't think Savio Vega and Stone Cold Steve Austin in a strat match was of a value? No, um, Austin liked it. <laughs> he said he liked working with that Puerto Rican. So. Um, Oh, speaking there you of go. Austin, I am trying to track down a guest for this show, and it's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Who's that? Cold <laughs> Those videos are the best. I'm trying to track down Stone Cold E.T. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. When he ordered yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, he had the Reese's Pieces and uh, <laughs> bottom line, but we're way off track. So um, with That's that all right. Countdown, fuck that thing. It sucks. So... Brian and I made our own list of our own WrestleMania moments. If you guys don't like them, go ahead and reach out to us and tell what? us what you think should be on the list. Yeah, it's just it's WrestleMania. It's what we like, and it's our show, and we're yeah, going to talk about right. it. So um, n- number 10 and 9, they're both kind of the same thing. We have uh, CM Punk and RVD respectively each winning a, a Money in the Bank ladder match. Punk did it at 24, and RVD did it at 22. I'm just a huge RVD mark. Oh, this guy's so much of an RVD mark. We went to the mall when we were in high school, or just out of high school, and he got his own RVD, the whole fucking show hat made, and we wore it to a ECW show, and we saw Rob Van Dam pull in while we were waiting in line. This is when snapbacks were not in. And for the, and I, I mean, since that day, I won't wear a snapback because, well, I, I don't <laughs> like dudes. Um, but um, <laughs> I'm with you too. I hate snapbacks. I swear to God, I hate them. And dude, like the people that wear them like sideways and you know, kind of cocked down over one eye. You just want to walk up and be like, "Do you realize how fucking retarded you look right now?" <laughs> I mean, we did some dumb things growing up as well. But you know, when you can try and stop something, you, you know, try your best. We can. Um, so, uh, trying to stop something. 
with our, our number eight moment, actually, it, um, this uh, moment gave the Tyson. Yes, it gave birth to a lot of things like the Austin era. Yes, Tyson punches HBK after uh, what was that WrestleMania fourteen? 14? Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, when Tyson Tyson threw that punch, that changed everything because what it did was is it took Shawn Michaels. That was his way of stepping aside and getting clean, getting healthy, uh, whatever it was exactly he needed to do, putting his life back mm-hmm. together. But in in that time, uh, he handed the ball. The ball was dropped, and Triple H picked it up in a big, big, big oh, way. Um, and that gave DX was born the next night. I mean, it, DX existed before. And people are going to be like, well, DX existed. <laughs> it, they existed. I understand that. But D-Generation X, what we remember X. them as... Started the next yes, night. With, um, X-Pac, as Steve and then calls them, X-Pac. X-Pac, and then them bringing in uh, the Outlaws with them as well. That changed the world. That I mean, it changed wrestling, the wrestling yeah, world. Um, it, did, it really, really did. And like I said, another beneficiary, beneficiary of it was uh, Steve Austin. Now sticking with the Attitude Era, number seven. Tables, ladders, and chairs, oh Two. my. At WrestleMania 17 with the Dudleys, Hardys, Edge, and Christian. I'll just put it this way. If you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen this match, go fucking watch it. Download the WWE app, pay your $9.99 for your month, and watch are it. Are you fucking Michael Cole? Don't talk about the app. We, we are not friendly. <laughs> we can't talk about apps. I'm going I'm to teach him how to download it and install oh, it in a minute. Yeah, all right, King. Um, so... Um, Number six, we had uh, the Brock Lesnar face plant with versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. Now that was a blunder, but that that was a blunder. And I know one of our favorite moments was a botch, but that just showed the beast that is Brock Lesnar to jump halfway across the ring in a backflip, dive headfirst into a grown man of Kurt Angle's stature, and stand up and finish the match. Dude, I mean, you could look at him. You know, you you could knock on the door, but nobody was home. You know, his eyes were oh no, they were a little little uh, glazed, a little they foggy, were a little foggy, <laughs> little beat up, almost like as if you know he jumped as high as like an eight foot ladder. Yeah, that was insane. That was just that was a that was a moment it to was, remember. For me, for me, it was. I was like I said before. I'm a. I like Lesnar. You know, he can. Uh, he's a he's he's a fucking beast, and I. Um, I just think he's a great talent, and for someone that's what six four, three hundred pounds to do a, a jump halfway across the ring and do a backflip in midair. That's that's yeah. insane. Son. Coming in at number five. The match that stole WrestleMania 10. Oh, the ladder match? Razor Ramon and HBK in the ladder match for the Intercontinental you Championship. That 20 years ago and people still talk about it, i.e. right now? I.e. right now. And, st- and that's a fact. Like, that match was money, man. Like, I watched it not too long ago. It's just, you just watch it and go, this is where it's at. You know, I, these guys are setting a tone. Um, that was early stages of what was to come of the Attitude Era, I believe. If you watch closely, like you know, you just see this, there's a lat, this ladder in the ring, and the, I don't know, it was there was something there that was changing. You could tell the tides were changing for the WWE. I know the tides had changed for the ECW crowds. You know, they they were already seeing these things, but you know, it was coming to the mainstream. Exactly. We were exactly. picking the WWE was yep. picking it up, and, and I'm glad I'm glad they did because we you know. Two of the matches, two of the other matches on here were, were were ladder matches, the Money in the Bank and tables, ladders, and chairs. I'm noticing a theme here. Oh my! 
Uh, yeah. Oh my. Do that match. There's there's a few like a few matches that stick out of my head. Um, that one, um, Austin versus Brett at Mania, and the Shield versus the Wyatts at Elimination Chamber. I can watch those matches any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Twice on Sunday. So that, that take us to number oh, uh, oh. four. Faux oh, show. Warrior wins the title. Hogan at WrestleMania 6 at the Toronto Skydome. Jim Helwig defeats Terry Bollea. So, yeah, the ultimate nut job wins the title. That was a moment as a child I remember watching. Now, mind you, I was probably only six when I watched this. I believe, yeah, I was six. I'm the same age as WrestleMania. Um, it, uh, you know, I was torn going... Do I, I want Hogan to win? I've been a Hulkamaniac for, you know, since 83. And now I'm going, but the Ultimate Warrior wears really bright colors and he runs and his face is painted and he snorts and he just, you, oh, man, I want him to win. Warrior, <laughs> I, I mean, when I was, I, how old are you, 30? 30. Um, I am, what, 33? Uh, yeah, I... I really liked the warrior. I marked out for him because he was something different. I mean, he did dress like a girl's bike. I'm dressed like a girl's bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> he had the streamers and everything, but nonetheless, he, he, he enamored me as a child. He just caught me into this whirlwind of going, holy cow, look at this man. Like, just one big muscle that could, like, do whatever he wanted to people and did, and they handed that title over to him, but... Uh, you know, obviously, as we know, it was short-lived. Mm-hmm. Um, Warrior couldn't handle he couldn't handle the pressures of it. But no, the the, the you oh know, man, that guy, dude. He people say that guy's in left field and he's not coming back. The Warrior's not even in the fucking ballpark. <laughs> he's out in the he's parking out lot, in the parking lot, having a hot dog, swigging a summer shandy, and snorting coke. All right, that leads us down to what do we got three, here? Hogan. Number three slaughter at Mania Seven in the midst of Desert Storm. That was that was a that was a good one too. I remember being hyped up for that one because they just that was another one they built up so well over time. They told that story, slaughter burning flags and you know all that stuff that he was doing and coming down with uh, was it General Adnod and Colonel I mean, Mustafa. Someone, it like. um, yeah. yeah, dude. I mean that had so much, so many like you know. I this is something I don't very a word I don't say often political ramifications um, because the Desert Storm thing was massive and here we have you know GI Joe a, a, a real GI Joe he, yeah. he went uh, pro Iraqi turned turned his back yeah. on the on the United States um, funny fact about that I was watching something, uh, an interview with Sergeant Slaughter or something about WrestleMania at one point, and they were going to have WrestleMania 7 in an open sky, open air um, dome, and they were scared to do it due to uh, like threats on his life and attacks that were could come in through the sky, like somebody dropping bombs or flying a plane or something. I don't know what they what were the threats were, but they were scared of something happening to him. So they, they actually put it, they moved it and moved it inside. It's a, It was pretty it's crazy. A, it was going to be at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, and they moved it into the building we now know as the Staples Center. Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty it was, intense. It was. So we're going to keep up the intensity. Um, number two, we're going to go back to WrestleMania 19. 
Rock pins Austin. And just takes off and leaves the ring to Austin because that was the last time we saw the Texas Rattlesnake compete in a match. Yeah. And how, how many people go out and losing at WrestleMania as their last match? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's been a couple because of those retirement matches. So HBK went out that way and so did Ric Flair. We didn't know that was Austin's last match. Correct. They didn't make a big deal of it as they made them retirement matches in other in other ways. I'm taking a vacation match. Austin's not a retirement guy, retirement match guy. He's just going to go out and then he just went out and that, went away. That was it. Then he came back a couple times. Have we all seen? Anyway, back to the match. Um, the match itself was fucking incredible. Yeah, there was it was it was good times. Go I just no go Rock ahead. Taking control of the camera, putting on the vest, giving this. The Rock giving a stunner. He sucked at it. Um, no, I don't care who you are. Nobody can give a stunner whoa, like whoa, Austin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Thank Disco Inferno. Um, I just, I think it's great that Austin was able to have his last match against Rock. I, I, yeah. I really do. And he picked the perfect time to go out for him. Now he's on the bigger and better things. He uh, just finished taping the Broken Skull Challenge. I know. I'm thinking about checking that out when uh, I guess set my DVR up for it when I see that it's coming I think, on. Uh, I think Steven said it was out in like June or July. Something like that, yeah. Um, so now we're moving on to number one. Uno, fuckers. HBK yes. wins the Iron Man match at Mania 12. Yeah, um, that match changed a lot of things too because nobody was going an hour long. Nobody went an hour long, and I'll be honest with you, they could have done it um, a little better for me, just just a little bit. I got a little slight case of ADD. Um, they, they just could have threw me in a few more uh, a few more pinfalls. Somebody's up, somebody's down. It was it just went a little too long, you know. At stalemates, okay. basically. Too long as an hour match. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just not enough. Like all of a sudden, you know, somebody's got a point up. You know, Sean's two wins up on Brett. Brett's. Three wins back now, three in a row, real yeah, quick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just kind of build that story up and make that hour yeah, pass so a little bit. Okay but you know, seven to six, six to five. You know, it's okay for a hockey game to be like that. It's okay for a wrestling match to be like that. Yeah, like a stalemate though, a, a pitcher's match in wrestling. You is. Imagine, I mean, you, you have a degree in exercise science, correct? Correct. Could you imagine the conditioning you had to go through to just let alone work a match for an hour. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to get some some haters that are going to be like, well, they get to rest. They put each other in rest holds and headlocks and or abdominal stretches and stand in the ring for a minute and let everybody catch their breath. But still, you're not just kicking back and chilling, kicking your feet up. You're you're still performing. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of conditioning. Those are two superb athletes in the prime of their careers. I will, I will do, like, for example, DDP yoga. Um, each session differs in time. Like today, I did something that dealt with my core. And it was 12 minutes long. Halfway through, he gave us a, you know, a 30 second rest to grab a water, wipe your face off with a towel. So, with that said, after that 30 second break, I was just as tired, you know, 15 seconds into the yeah. workout. So that abdominal stretch of that. You need like, you need like that 30 minute rest to completely get into exactly. a rest. So if you take a minute in an abdominal stretch, you're still using muscles to keep your feet up and hold the position and hold your opponent up. So giving yourself a minute rest at a you know ab stretch or an arm bar, not to be confused with the battle royal, or a headlock, <laughs> you're still exuding just as much energy. So these fucking retards who say, oh, they got to rest, they can go fuck themselves. 
Um, yeah, I just think both of those were good. Like the overtime was oh, the best man. part because then you knew it was coming down to something. You know what I'm saying? Away. And seeing seeing Sean celebrate in the ring, like just holding that belt, and like you know, uh, it just you know it was one of those moments you just don't Come forget. Oh yes, yeah, sliding down through the on zip that uh, whatever it was zipline yeah, deal, and he, he, there's only two people in the WWE to come down from the rafters for a, for an entrance. And both of them aren't with us anymore in the and WWE. One of dead. <laughs> they're both tied to this match because Owen is Brett's brother. Coincidentally, I'm actually looking to my right right now over my shoulder, and I see my WWF at the time figure of the Blue is Blazer. It it is not signed, but I, I, I have it. I have a lot of figures. I was a figure guy back in the day. Um, I don't I have a lot of them in storage, but I kept a few of them out, and the Blue Blazer would be one right of them. Now. Can I have that one? No. Okay, I'm going to ask again next week. All right, we'll try again. I, I, I will try. So here's here, we're going to have to really, really try for this one. Who was your superstar of the week on this past episode of Raw? Um, <laughs> you know the thing is, is I, there's not even like the go-to to be like, oh well, the shield was good. Like the shield match was was what it was too. It wasn't even anything exciting. They didn't give anybody anything exciting. I can't pick uh, one this week. Okay, so you're gonna pick me. Awesome. Um, I give it to Jerry the King Lawler. No, I I I give it. I'll be honest. I take it back. I give it to JBL oh, man. for his comment about um. Sandow when he called said, "Go tonight, go to sleep, Aristotle." I can't wait to hear JBL at WrestleMania. We get like four and a half, five hours with him. Um, but I'm gonna go with Triple H. He is the alpha heel. That guy is a uh, he's a bad motherfucker. All right, so yeah. I mean, that is what it is. That was our top ten list of WrestleMania moments. There's so many to go through. I could have sat there and picked top 20, top 30, probably close to a top 100 um, because there's so many that I could go back and think about that were we great moments talk about the ghetto, uh, with we WrestleMania. We did ghetto blaster. We did not even talk about the ghetto blaster. I mean, you know, we, we honestly left off, and I think with Just Point because it seemed hacky, we left off Andre and Hogan match because that just you know it was what it was you there know, <laughs> people know that 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 match existed so it's like what do we need to do gonna, talk I'm about it more why it's left off because that was actually my old school moment of this week i was going to stick with the wrestlemania theme and wrestlemania 3 in pontiac michigan in front of ninety three thousand strong we had hulk hogan slam a man who now has a basically a royal rumble named after him yeah under the giant yeah he's that was that was a, a moment I remember watching. Uh, I mean, it's a very very painful watch. I mean, the match isn't that great, but when Hogan slammed him, the world you know the world of wrestling was uh, think, on its I head. Think the, the the world itself kind of shook because uh, do you think about it? Andre didn't leave his feet unless he wanted. Yeah. To, yeah. To put that trust into Hogan. People may not think it's much a body slam, but dude, when you're fucking seven two, five hundred and sixty pounds. The funny thing too is it wasn't this first time slamming him. There was some old stuff back in like AWA or um, old WWF stuff at like Shea Stadium, I believe. He slammed Andre a couple who, times. Who used to play at Shea Stadium? Who used to play at yeah, Shea Stadium? Five, you know me. I don't. You know me. I don't give a shit about uh, baseball. I, 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 
the Mets. I wanted this. I knew it was somebody in New York. I knew it was the Yankees, and I'm sitting here brain yeah. farting. Don't brain fart too much because you got the, the question of the week this week. But we do have a good internet rumor of the week. Our internet rumor of the week, it is. What do we got this week here? Oh, is this the uh, Sting sting match here? Stinger. He'll be. The Stanger. Stanger is going to sting. Um, but it's all about. It's just about done for him versus Taker at WrestleMania 31. I just want to take a point and make a point and point out the combined age of the two combatants in these premier athletic competition. Um, if the combined age is 106. At, if, if this match happens at <laughs> WrestleMania 31, the Stinger will be 56 and the ta- and Taker will be 50. You're welcome. Sting, I got to get handed to him though. He's still looking, you know. If you have to wrestle with pretty, a shirt on, you don't have it anymore. I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen him wrestle like in a little bit. I've just seen some pictures floating around or whatever. Is he wrestled with a shirt on? Um, who do you used to work for? Yeah. Like TNA? Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess he wears a shirt when he wrestles. Well, you know, it is what it is. I think there could be... I think if they just... I could care less, dude. You could put Hogan and Taker in a match if you make the story right. Um... It'll be fine. Series what nineteen ninety two, the Grave Challenge. Yeah, I'm talking. You could do it next yeah. year. Um, I'm talking. If you could do it next year, if you sold me the story right, I would be invested in yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that. But we, we know the outcome now. The Sting, Taker match. I'm not so sure. I know the outcome. Well, you think they're going to give this whole thing to Sting after all this stuff? They're going to let him steal the. A guy that's only worked will work with the company that's, once, that's basically. All he's doing. He's do that one match and then he's done. I think it's I, dumb. I, I agree. But here's when I think the streak will end. WrestleMania 32, Dallas, Texas. When John Cena faces the Undertaker, I think. I think they'll give it I give it to Cena. So and that will draw instant heat like that. That'll draw instant money. It will. Especially yeah, I just think the whole Sting thing is kind of whack. Like, I mean, I was a big Sting mark back in the day. I've, you know, even in his stuff in TNA, I thought he did good, recreated himself. TNA basically sucks overall, but you know, Sting had fun. It looked like he was having fun there. He's running around. He did the whole Joker thing for a little bit. I don't know. It was just a recreation of it. It wasn't always the same stale thing over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was it was a new creation, which is fine. You know, it was what it here's was. My, but here's my biggest Sting moment. I'm going to portray Scott Hall. <laughs> I believe what I say I believe we heard first heard the story on a interview with Sting on QVC I believe yes, it was told. Central, the quality value channel. Scott Hall walks up yes. and says, "Hey yo Sting, you paint your face like the crow." And then he flicked so a toothpick that, at me. That is, my, <laughs> that is my Sting moment. But we have a doozy of a fan question this week, and I this uh, this is gonna be a tough one to debate. Fan question James, of the week: go ahead. Who would win? Oh yeah, who did it? James who sent it Miller in? At Coltrane underscore Roscoe P. That's a cool name. Coltrane Roscoe hey, dude, P. Do you know who um, Leroy Jenkins is? Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. All right, uh, this guy likes. Um, Leroy Jenkins, but all right. So, what, what did what did James Miller at Coltrane underscore Roscoe P ask? Who will win in a TLC match? RVD. Now, mind you, 
we're going to put this. These are taking these. There's four guys in this question. We're taking them all out of their prime. We're using Doc Brown's DeLorean. We're going back in time and bringing each one of them from their prime to a current time, and we're going to put them in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. We're talking RVD at his best, Sabu at his best, Jeff Hardy clean and sober at his best, and our boy Seth Rollins. Wow. I don't know where to go. Now we're going on. See, I look at wrestling differently sometimes. I don't look at it as a physical aspect because I honestly know the physical aspect of it doesn't mean bupkis. Because it's 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 a work. It's all predetermined. We all know that. It's no all surprise. Dudes are over. They're all over, and I just go about it on who I how I mark out and who sells me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just think uh, Rob would tell me the Rob would sell me the best story yes. leading leading up to the match. Jeff Hardy would sell a good story in the match. Like Sabu. Correct. As would, and again, as would Sabu. Sabu would sell me a good match in it. Not that RVD wouldn't sell me a good match in it. He can still perform, you yes. know, with the, with all four of these guys. He could, you know, nobody's going to shut him out of this. But RVD's leading me up to it. RVD and even Seth Rollins are selling me Pre, prior to the match of things that they're doing on, say, Raw or whatever, the leading up to this, showing what they're going to do. Um, now, Sabu, though, is not selling me anything because he just comes out. He never talks. He doesn't, you know, he'd have to have a good mouthpiece. There'd have to be a whole thing to put him together That's there. Enough. So I would need, I would have to pick Jeff Hardy um, in his prime, though, Jeff it's Hardy. another guy who doesn't need the belt, Sabu. He doesn't need to talk. He just points to the sky and the people say, here, take my money. Um, I wish that, you know, he could have made some more money for I, himself. I, I think he's, I think he lives near you. Yeah, he's somewhere up here in the, the Metro Detroit area because he's always at the XICW events. I need to get out and see some of those and uh, maybe try and score some some, some FaceTime with, hey, excuse me, with him or Rhino or uh, some of these up-and-coming stars from this uh, extreme, insane championship well, wrestling, well, I think it is, or something are, like that. Or dozens. And dozens. Want an interview with Sabu. Sabu. I think he just. What do you? I don't know. He doesn't talk much. I think the only time I heard him ever talk was on that hardcore homecoming well, DVD. Well, at least we know he has vocal cords then. So he, he does. Them. But for them, um, back to the match show real quick. Um, RVD and Seth Rollins would do the most athletic stuff. Sabu and Jeff Hardy would be t- taking heights. They would be setting each other's limits. Like, oh, you jumped off of that? Oh, you jumped onto that? Oh, you jumped through you know, that? <laughs> you want me to yeah, land Sabu on that? To the, to the Titan Tron, that, you know, the, the, the sports scoreboard in the center of the arena. Here, let me swan dive off that. Now top that, Hardy. Okay, cut a hole in the roof. I'll jump off that. Those two idiots <laughs> would damn near kill themselves. Um just yeah, for the a show, match, a match like that, I'd easily, you know, legitimately see um, possibly a broken neck, if not uh, four torn muscles at least. Yeah, like the the <laughs> see Sabu uh, tape his arm back together like he did in that barbed wire match. I believe it was against Terry pretty Funk. Much, pretty much. Um, now that was a great fan question, but I do. Ha- as, I, as, 
I was going to say that was a great question because you could sit here and talk through each of them being the superstar of yes. that match. They would all bring a different element. You know, Rob, you know, he's so over. They're all so over even now. Dude, put put their names in a hat and pick one. That's who I would want to win, but I would just want to see the match. Dude, that, that match alone right there could sell a pay-per-view. That oh, yeah. On its own. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. You've been What's away that? for a minute. A little so, bit. The question of the week, it's your turn. My turn to ask you one? Oh, man. I'm going to be honest. You caught me with my pants down. But uh, question of the week. Yeah. Man, how about you just ask me one? Let me see here. You got something? Yeah. Who do you think is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time? Greatest intercontinental you, champion of all think? time? Not who the honky tonk man thinks. Who do you think? The honka meter. <laughs> um. Santino's the best. Um, I would have to go, you know, these are the guys that pop out in my head for carrying it around a lot and, uh, Rick Rude pops to my mind uh, right off the top of my head because he was one that always fought for it. You know what I'm saying? He, it was, it, it, like his matches meant something for the intercontinental title. Like it was something he, he wanted. Like he, so, I mean, he pops into my head as somebody that carried it around a lot. And same with Kurt Henning. was, um, Henning. Yeah, dude, that guy, man, only if his kid was half of what he is. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go with. I'd probably if it's if I'm gonna guess those two, those are the first two that popped in my head, so they must mean something, right? So I would have to put Hennig over Rick Rude, but so so we'll say I'm Hennig. Go then. with the Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman in his time, um, that was a very he was you know he loved that he, belt, he, he, yeah, he, but Hennig carrying Hennig carried it to me with swag. Yeah, but dude, he, Hennig needed that world title. Oh, he could have, but he was a guy again that didn't oh, need but it. It would have been nice. Oh, for sure. It just puts that cherry on top saying, we accept you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, Henning is one of the, you know, from what I read and watch in documentaries, I can't think of many more people more respected than Kurt Henning, and rightfully so, because everything he did was absolutely perfect. Man, yeah, it took you a second there. You are off your game. I was reading my notes here, getting my stuff, and it clicked on what I was supposed to do there. I, <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to I keep track. Have notes. <laughs> well, I mean that that I believe brings us towards the end here of our uh, you know our come home show before WrestleMania on Sunday. Yeah, I guess I would say that's just gonna yeah just about do it for this week's episode of the BS Wrestling Report. Yeah, I got to remind you, Brian, this show is brought to you by Jesse Lambert and Archangel Studios. Now we're going to get that Twitter and Facebook correct, because be sure to check him out on Twitter at Archangel Photo and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Archangel Studio. Let's see, what else do I got to say? Join us next week, because we have that action-packed, basically a back-to-back, I mean, if you want to call it a back-to-back episode, I don't know what we're going to call it. It's going to be fucking jam-packed, because we're going to discuss WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw. Plus, we have Matt Beaver, the social and media ambassador from WrestleZone.com, um, 
joining us, which would, I think it'll be an awesome conversation, don't you, Brian? Yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, we've been, me and you have been frequent, frequenting WrestleZone for now, what, uh, almost 20 uh, years? Gee, when was the internet made? So, um, right. Nah, it hadn't been really 20 years, but we're probably at least 10, like, what, 10, 14? 15, yeah, ten. It's, it, they're pretty they're pretty good. And for Matt to take time out of his schedule to sit and talk with two fucking schmucks like us, I mean, it, it's it's really, really awesome of him to do that. Um, how, yeah. How do the people get a hold of us on the Twitter? They get a hold of myself, at Brian Rampa on Twitter. That's B-R-Y-O-N-R-O-M-P-A. You can hit up Steve at DarnedBuffalo55. You can also follow the show at BSW Report. Yes, BSW Report. I have that. I have that Twitter linked to my phone. So if you guys want to say something, um, don't be shy. I'm not. I won't be that big of a dick. You know, you want to say <laughs> hi or what's up or uh, you like boobies. You know, go ahead. I, you know, I'll talk to you. There you go. So that's that's how you can find us on the social media on the Twitter. Oh, so, yeah, like I said, make sure you tune in next week. We will be here. Same bat channel, same bat time. You can check us out. This show is up a little late. We had a little technical difficulty yesterday. Had a little uh, family things going on. So, But we're still here. We're going to be putting up some bonus episodes coming up in the next week. So you're going to get a second one with Steve interviewing good old tugboat. And you're going to get uh, – we're going to get that Brutus in here talking about um, his time in the WWE, WCW, what he's up to yes. these days, um, and WrestleMania coverage next week. We're going to be having some fun here in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned, have fun, and we hope to hear from you guys. Cut it. Cut it. Service says one more for the good guys.